Welcome to the Flea Flicker NFL show. That was a terrible intro, but we're going to stick with it. Carson Lynch just got traded, and I'm joined by two co-hosts this time. I'm your host, Arubumar, obviously, and obviously Amal's here too, and then my great friend, Rahul Raja, and he's another Eagles fan, so we uh, Eagles fans outnumber Colts fans right now. But yeah, this is, I guess, the Carson Wentz not emergency. For long, Maybe not for long. <laughs> Maybe not for long. Yeah, I mean, I know I'm definitely going to consider converting to cultism yeah cultism well, I, I think that the cult's culture it's the culture cult culture so bad um but yeah carson Wentz got traded and i'm sure amal has the trade details i think i might have the trade details too but carson Wentz got traded from the philadelphia eagles to the indianapolis colts hence why amal is wearing his Colts jersey today and i'm wearing my my carson Wentz jersey in honor of a fallen hero um Carson Wentz got traded for a conditional second round pick and a third round pick. Second round pick can, can eventually become a first round pick if Carson Wentz plays 75% of the snaps or plays 70% and the Colts make the playoffs. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways of dissecting this trades, uh, this trade. And I, I think I just want to, I want to go to our, go, uh, our guest host Rahul to start off with, because he has some interesting takes as an Eagles fan compared to me. And I want to hear what he thinks about this trade overall. Maybe just starting with like, I don't know. Just if you think this is a fair trade for both teams. Well, I think it's absolutely unfair. I mean, obviously the Colts win by a lot. Um, and I think this is all pretty much Howie Roseman's fault for, first of all, delaying the trade so long into the postseason and not making a commitment between Jalen Hurts and, and Carson Wentz. Um, but, I mean, it's the best of the situation. I don't think there's any other demand for Carson Wentz, so... Um, I'm confident in Jalen Hurts, so I think the future is bright. But, I mean, um, we should have been able to get at least a first-round pick for Carson Wentz. Um, yeah, I'm not happy about it. Yeah, I think some people are talking about it as, like, every Eagles, fan, uh, every Eagles fan should be, like, ecstatic and overjoyed. I don't look at it that way. I look at what the Carson Wentz situation was to me was an organizational failure by Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie to succeed with a player who was once thought to be the MVP of the league. I mean, it was only three years ago, Amal and uh, Rahul, where, you know, everyone was hugging around the trophy, the Super Bowl trophy, the Super Bowl parade had just happened. And I don't think anyone could be sitting here and anyone then could have been like, you know what, three years from now, Super Bowl winning head coach gone, MVP caliber quarterback gone. You know, even players like Zach Ertz, Pro Bowler tight end, probably gone. Uh, pro Bowler safety, Malcolm Jenkins, gone. The Eagles have just fallen so far. And I'm sure Callan Cowherd had his fair share of divorce and analogies today. So I'm going to spare the, you know, the listeners from that. But I think the Eagles-Carson Wentz relationship to me, it was pretty obvious that Carson Wentz wanted out. Uh, at least from an Eagles point of view, he didn't want to be an Eagle anymore. And some people are blaming him for that. I don't think you can blame Carson Wentz for wanting to leave because again, like no divorce analogies, but he definitely, he reaches breaking point. The Eagles were willing to get rid of Doug Peterson, who Carson Wentz reportedly did not have the best relationship with. And they were willing to get rid of him and bring in someone who would fit Carson Wentz more. And even then Carson Wentz was like, you know what? I don't, that's not enough for me. I'd rather just leave. And I think there was definitely some sort of, I think, fissure if you will or breaking in the relationship and it was probably with the Jalen Hurts pick back in 2020 the 2020 draft almost a year ago now 10 months ago 
where they drafted Jalen Hurts. And I think that broke Carson Wentz. And that's when he decided Philly was not the move for me. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I, as I'm entering into this podcast now, I'm in like the happiest mood. Today was probably the best day as a Colts fan, probably in a long time. It's been a, it's, it's been a really long time. I've been waiting for having a quarterback of this caliber. Obviously, Philip Rivers was of that caliber. He was an elite quarterback for many years. Obviously, we got him towards the end of his career, and it ended up being his last year playing football. But, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just – I cannot believe that the value that we got. And I'm going to dive right into that. So the, the Eagles uh, sent Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts for a 2021 third-round pick and uh, a conditional second-round pick that can become a first-round pick if Carson Wentz plays at or above 75% of the snaps this upcoming season or if he plays 70% of the snaps this season and uh, the Colts go to the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think that that's a, that's a fair condition, by the way, because – Carson Wentz has not has not played a full season in quite some time. Even this past season, he didn't. The year before, he couldn't. Yeah, I mean, it, the conditions, I think, are pretty fair here because 75% is roughly the amount of games that he plays in general. So in terms of that part of the condition being a second to a first, that's fine. I'm just surprised initially that the Eagles were definitely high, having a ludicrous price of two firsts. I mean, they wanted a Matthew Stafford type of package. Clearly, one of quarterbacks had his worst worst performance in his career, uh, arguably the worst starting quarterback in football, according to many, many other people. Uh, I won't say that, but many people have been deeming that Carson Wentz probably had the worst season of his career, and not just his career, but I think probably one of the worst seasons as an Eagles quarterback. It was not... It was just not up to par of being the Eagles starting quarterback. And as a result, he got benched and Jalen Hurts uh, was put in. So I'm just surprised also that the Eagles didn't want to name Carson Wentz the QB1 entering into the season. I thought for sure that Nick Sirianni was brought into the Eagles organization to help Carson Wentz rebound. I mean, he was a guy that was part of the Frank Reich system. And I'm pretty sure Howie Roseman thought of Frank Reich one hiring Nick Sirianni and I thought for sure that that hiring was definitely meant for helping Carson once and clearly even before that apparently once wanted out of Philly and I apparently also uh in recent weeks it's been announced that Carson once has not been getting along with um it was has been getting along with actually everyone on the Eagles organization he's been even talking to Nick Sirianni just in the conditions that he could possibly be still on the team by for uh, the opening of the season. And he's been contact. He's been in contact with Jeffrey Lurie as well, but the one person he has been completely silent and muted about is Howie Roseman. So my main emphasis on this point, I'm obviously elated to have Carson Wentz as the Colts. I think the Colts have gotten miles better with this player. I think there's obviously some risk there because he is injury prone. He does have some things to fix in his game, 
but I mean, Andy, obviously the mental aspect is definitely there where he was just scarred by having Nick Foles there behind him, Jalen Hurts behind him, having some quarterback competition. That's not going to be there in Indy. Indy, Frank Reich's going to be solely committed to him as quarterback one. And I'm pretty sure we're not even going to be back drafting, uh, drafting or picking up a backup quarterback. And if we are, it'll be no competition towards Carson Wentz. But the main emphasis, like I said before, is Howie Roseman. I think tour i've i've seen hundreds of posts just today everyone that's related to this eagle that's a fan of the eagles eagles organization people sports analysts have been blaming this all on howie roseman howie roseman if he did not sign off to pick uh jalen hurts with a 34th pick none of this would have happened carson Wentz could have still had the season he had this past year but even if they didn't have jalen hurts he would have still been on the team. That's the point that I was trying to, that I was trying to make. And just solely because of that, I, I think the Eagles are definitely going to miss out on this one. And the impact that Carson Wentz will have on the Colts will be tremendous. And I, I simply cannot wait for this upcoming season. Yeah, I think you make a lot of good points, Amal. Um, I just want to talk about um, the Eagles-Carson relationship. And you meant you touched on this a little bit. Arie was talking about a lot too. But I think the fracture in this relationship is almost completely Howie Roseman's fault with some of the blame obviously on Jeff Lurie. Um, but, you know, Howie refused to listen to input from coaching staff and scouts over the past year or two. He never sought to rectify any injuries in the offensive line or find any receiving help. So all this, most of the damage he actually did was psychological when he drafted Hurts instead of using that second round pick to help build around Carson. And I think the reason Doug and Carson are gone are because of him and their lack of ability to communicate uh, with, between management and coaching staff on the future of the starting position of the Eagles. And, you know, like you said, um, we brought in Nick Sirianni to fix Carson Wentz, but Carson's gone. Doug is gone because we didn't, uh, we didn't want to stick with Hurts. So, so all this seems like pointless to me um, all of this, you know, miscommunication, which is pretty much a result of no proper planning and no transparency and no uh, mutual respect or trust in the coaching staff and the players and the management. It's a huge disconnect, and that's, a, that's the number one reason why we're not able to win games and move forward uh, with the actual plan. And Howie is the single constant variable. And I already told you guys this, but in this entire mess, in the past four years, our head coach is gone. Deuce Daly is gone. Jim Schwartz is gone. Carson Wentz is gone. And Howie Roseman is still here. I mean, like, that's pretty obvious that he's the problem, the single biggest problem. It's just embarrassing that he's still here. Jeff Lurie doesn't have the guts to do something about it. I'm pretty sure he's aware that, I mean, this should be a red flag for every owner in the league if you keep your management and all these problems keep arising and people are leaving because of him. Yeah, you hit on a lot of things. I think the, probably the most the key thing there is I feel like we look at players as numbers and you know stats and all that, but at the end of the day, you're right, Rahul. They are people, and it's all about relationships. And I mean, you talked about the psychology and how like how Rosen psychologically scarred Carson Wentz. I think that's a great way of putting it. In all honesty, like that's what happened. I don't think Carson Wentz. Yeah, he got hurt his ACL. I don't think he's the same the same physical player as he was in 2017. 
And I, I don't think it's a big drop off. He's probably still 90% of the same guy he was, but I think it's all up here in his head. Like in all honesty, I think it's just all his brain and he, it's something he's got to fix. And Howie Roseman did just could not do that. And I think you said he didn't address uh, weapons and all that. I think he did. Uh, I think he did Rahul. He just addressed them with poor, poor ways of addressing them. Like he brought in Mike Wallace to, to be a deep threat and he played a game and then he couldn't do anything. He drafted Jalen Rago over star players like T Higgins, Justin Jefferson, Denzel Mims. He um, drafted JJ Ortega Whiteside, who has some, who's somehow he's become like an unknown and almost under the radar. Cause people don't talk about it anymore, but that pick happened. Like it, it's just crazy. The amount of things that he has done. And I think at some point you can't even blame Howie Roseman. You have to blame Jeffrey Lurie. Like you said, cause at some point, it falls not on manage, uh, not on management and the GM. It falls on the owner of the team for not making the right decisions. And right now, I don't know if Jeffrey Lurie can be trusted to make the right decisions. Yeah, well said. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think that's exactly how I, I think I feel about the situation. I mean, Jeffrey Lurie is enabling uh, Howie Roseman to do whatever he wants with this franchise, and. I'm just being brutally honest. Yeah, there was only really one team that was interested in Carson once, but I think the price wasn't right, man. I mean, getting a second and a third for Carson once, it, it just ain't right, man. I, I think I, I think disagree that, with you there. That, I think that, we got what we what, what like I got. I think we got everything what we could have gotten. Like if you told me we're getting a first round pick, for I, I agree Wentz, with that. You definitely most, can. You can definitely. You definitely got I, everything got, you yeah. needed because I'm saying that because you are forced to give that. Because I think at the yeah. end of the day, you were forced to take whatever the Colts offered. Because, because Carson Wentz was like, "I'm done." He wanted. With you. He's done. He's done with them. He's not really interested in any other team. So whatever the Colts offered, you have to shut up and just take it. So in terms of that aspect, yeah, the Eagles should be happy that okay, at least we have a chance at getting a first and we get a third. Cool. All right. I, I I'm I'm happy with that compensation considering we we are not having this guy in our organization. But look at the cap hit, Arib. It's the thirty-four million about, dead cap. It, it's, it's eleven biggest, more than the second, which was Jared Goff. I think three exactly. weeks ago now. Yep. Uh, it's twenty. It's Jared Goff. I believe is twenty-three million. Carson Wentz is thirty-four. So by far the right. biggest cap hit. And like I said, it's just an organizational failure. I have one quick question for you guys before we go uh, do a, a deeper dive into this. Do you think Carson Wentz is a quitter? Cause I've heard that term being thrown around on Eagles Twitter and people are like, screw this guy for wanting out. Personally, I, I kind of touched on it before, but I mean, I could use the divorce analogies, but I just don't want to, but at some point it's like you're at a job and you're not being valued by that job the way you think you should be. And you keep having unnecessary pressure put on you. Like you keep like the, the manager keeps, you know, giving, you know, he keeps hiring guys behind you, putting pressure on you, making you question if you're really the guy. I don't blame Carson Wentz for wanting out. I think the, I'll be honest. I think even if Carson Wentz stayed with Nick Sirianni or even if like not enough Frank Reich was here, but I think the relationship sort of just played itself out at some point. Like some people are like, it sucks that we had to trade Carson Wentz. And I agree. It sucks that we had to trade Carson Wentz. But at the end of the day, I feel like that this is the only way the Eagles could have really moved forward because Carson was done with the Eagles. And I mean, people could make the argument that the Eagles were done with Carson as well. Uh, and they did that by drafting Jalen Hurts. So I, I don't think Carson Wentz is a quitter by any means, but I think there's, uh, I don't understand the, the reasoning behind calling him a quitter, if that makes sense. 
I don't think there is any reasoning behind calling him a quitter. A lot of times in sports, you just see a lot of players who are, you know, have so much, you have tremendous pressure to perform um, and the organization doesn't help them in any way and they get labeled a quitter when they're doing everything they can to bite their tongue and uh, show up for their teammates. And we saw Carson do that for Jalen Hurts and everybody, uh, nobody on the team has anything bad to say about Carson Wentz. Um, I don't think it's Carson being a quitter so much as Howie Roseman and Jeff Lurie forcing him out of the out of the organization and they're spinning it out as like him wanting to leave when in reality there's no other option. Yeah, I think once again, I think both of you guys are right. I think at the end of the day, Carson Wentz is not a quitter. I think that's very clear. Just to answer the question, no, he's absolutely not a quitter. Every single week, there was always a question going on whether Jalen Hurts was going to take the starting job. Jalen Hurts is going to take the starting job. Was Jalen Hurts going to take the starting job? Every single week, that same damn question was being asked. And Carson Wentz was fully committed to being that starting quarterback job. Yes, he may not have played to the best of his ability, but by no means did he not like just give up by any means and just said, all right, I'm going to call it quits this season. At the end of the day, he was benched. And even the day, the week he got benched, he says, I still believe I am the quarterback one for this team. I, I mean, at the end of the day, he's still putting everything that he has on the field. And it was just the, the weapons that he had and everything that he had to work with was just not there to match whatever effort that he was willing to put in. So by no means, you can definitely call Carson Wentz a quitter. Yes, I think Howie Roseman definitely dealt him with this card. And Carson Wentz, he loves the city of Philadelphia. I watched an interview of him just recently that happened around two years ago. He loves the city of Philadelphia. He loves that it's the city of brotherly love at the end of the day. And then all these fans love Carson Wentz. They embrace him with open. Even throughout this season, throughout all the struggles, not one person wanted Carson Wentz gone. I th- yes, he played poorly, but I think we were, we were, I know you guys were like, Dude, it's so it would be so stupid to give up on Carson Wentz like this. And in fact, there were people saying that you should trade Jalen Hurts for this because his value is at a high right now. Like, you can get equal compensation or more compensation than what he was drafted for. And like that didn't like instead they went down the road of trading Carson Wentz because A, there was a fallout between Howie Roseman and uh, Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson that fallout was definitely there and then on top of that Howie Roseman never got along with Carson Wentz uh, this entire season and he didn't back the pick I mean clearly that was the intention in last April when they picked Jalen Hurts and in the beginning even when Jalen Hurts was drafted they Carson they still wanted Carson Wentz to be the quarterback one Carson Wentz welcomed Jalen Hurts Obviously, he was begrudgingly saying okay yes I'm happy but I don't think he was like I think he had to still work with what he had. He could have just said, I wanted it out done, but he didn't because he wanted to work through it. He may not have had the best season, but he got pressured, unnecessarily pressured by having, by having this quarterback even in. And by perfect example, week 17 in the, in the Washington football game, Washington football team versus the Eagles game, Carson once was ruled inactive for that game, a healthy scratch. He could have played that game. He was, not, he was forced not to play that game. And it, it didn't make any sense. They wanted to put the third-string quarterback in when the first-string quarterback was on the field. They Forget the second string. The third-string quarterback was on the field to, end, to close the game. I mean, it, it was just a clear sign of disrespect. 
They they were not intending to win the game there, and it, it's just a sign of mismanagement altogether. And like Rahul said it before, there was uh, Jim Schwartz left, Doug Peterson left. There's a new head coach now. I mean, Doug Peterson, Arib and I entered entering into the season, he was a top five head coach. Carson Wentz entering the season, we had him as a top ten quarterback. Maybe we had him like top eight, top seven. The dude was still playing really good football. He had an off year this year, but I mean, he still it was it was it's it's an anomaly year. At the end of the day, you have to accept that, and the Eagles couldn't accept that, and Carson Wentz didn't feel respected. And at the end of the day, that's exactly what happened here. So by no means to answer this question, should Carson Wentz be labeled as a quitter? It's just, it's just ridiculous to be even be thinking about that. Yeah. I want to, I think we can go to the next question really. And it's more of looking towards Wentz and why this is good for him. And it also sort of blends in like what the Colts get here uh, from Carson Wentz, just a quick rundown. Carson Wentz sucked last year. And I think he's definitely gonna have to put in some work improve as a player work on his mechanics work on his decision making but i think going to frank reich system where he had massive success back in 2017 is only going to help him he's going from one of the worst offensive lines in football to one of the best even with anthony constanzo the left tackle of the colts retiring this year i'm sure they're going to address that position in the offseason and probably in the draft i'd assume there's lots of good tackles on this draft So we saw Patrick Mahomes. We've seen players like Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs where they don't have offensive lines in the Super Bowl. We don't, we saw no offensive line for one team and it dominated the other team dominated and they won. And that was Carson Wentz's reality for his 12 starts this year. So I think that's definitely something to look forward to wide receivers. He's going to a place um, where he has Michael Pittman, T.Y. Hilton may or may not resign. I think it's leading towards more of him resigning them all. If I'm correct. Um, and I'm sure having an actual quarterback is going to make him want to stay more than not having a quarterback. So I think he's going to a team with good weapons, with good play calling, like um, Frank Reich's system. He's not trying to – he works more in getting guys open, and he makes it easier for the quarterback than Doug Peterson's system was. And I think it's just a better – It's I, I would say it's the perfect fit for Carson Wentz. It's the only place where he could have gone and had reasonable success. He has a great offensive line, great running back, great wide receivers, good defense too, which is how you win games. And on top of that, he has a head coach that – I mean, he literally used to like pray in the morning with Frank Reich before games, before practice. So he has chemistry there, and I think that's important. And it's the perfect match for both sides. Yeah, I agree with you, Reed. I think this is absolutely great for Carson. Um, I think since he gets one of the best offensive lines in football, and for me, that's the single biggest factor for his success. He doesn't need pro bowler receivers or running backs or none of that, and he's got a defense. Uh, frankly, receivers are the last thing I look at when I look at Carson Wentz. He, all he really needs is a tight end and offensive line, and he plays uh, really good football. And when the line plays well and when, when offensive line is healthy, Carson wins games, and we've seen that. past two years, the Eagles have had completely injured offensive lines. And for me, that's the biggest reason why we haven't been winning. Um, so I'm happy for him, and I hope he wins. And I seriously think he could take the Colts to the Super Bowl within the next few years if he returns to you know how he played in 2017 and he stays healthy. Well, I don't know what you guys think about uh, the Colts' playoff and Super Bowl chances. Yeah, um, obviously, I I can definitely say that Carson Wentz, if he returns to that form, will definitely be 
having Super Bowl chance is definitely strong there. And um, to say, to, I think Carson Wentz, the, for the Colts, yeah, T.Y. Hilton, Zach Paschal, Michael Pittman. It's not like very strong names by any means for the wide receivers. And the tight end, they got Jack Doyle and Mo Ali Cox as their tight ends, Trey Burton. But I think at the end of the day, they're going to be looking for those positions in the offseason, the free agency. They're going to address those needs, I think. So I think that would be great if uh, we can have players like Allen Robinson, but I think he'll probably be tagged. Kenny Galladay, Will Fuller, Juju Smith-Schuster. Those guys would be great fits as a wide receiver in the free agency market or even in the tight end market. I know Zach Ertz most likely is probably going to get cut or traded. I'm probably saying he's leaning towards cut because I believe it's very very hard for teams to buy into that contract that he has currently. So I think he's probably potentially on going to be on the market, Hunter Henry. So I think at the end of the day, the Colts are going to improve tremendously on the offensive side in terms of weapons. So Carson Wentz will have no problems there. And like Arib said, Frank Reich's system is the perfect fit. And, and I think, this is just a match made in heaven, and I just can't wait, man. I'm just super excited for this uh, this upcoming season. Yeah, so we're running short on our time, but I just want to talk about the last two things on our topic here. First thing, Eagles, Car- uh, Jalen Hurts. Do you think the Eagles should stay with Jalen Hurts? I definitely think they should. I think we saw enough from him early on in his career and his four starts where we can have some faith. And I also think the Eagles need to, you know, they have to commit to somebody. And I think trying to give Jalen Hurts weapons early in his career by drafting a Jamar Chase or a Kyle Pitts or a Devontae Smith is the only true way to see if he's going to be a potential you know, starting caliber player and also giving him a full offseason, which he did not have this year. Yeah, I think we should stick with Hurts. I mean, it's not ideal, um, but it beats having to start over again, rebuild again. And uh, draft a new quarterback. I think we should go with the receiver in the sixth overall pick if we're staying with Hurts. Now, my answer would have been different if we kept Carson, but with Hurts, I think we have to go receiver. And um, I mean, I don't think we can waste any more time. You know, our offensive line is getting older, our defense is getting older. We have to commit to somebody now. Yeah, I'm with um, with both of you guys. I think you got you got to stick with Hurts here. Yeah, there's conversations that Eagles might bring bring in competition towards for Jalen Hurts, but I think at the end of the day, that's you still gotta you still gotta stick with Jalen Hurts. Uh, I mean, you picked an, a quarterback coach literally for Jalen Hurts. That that's the dude that that's even good friends with family friends with Jalen Hurts. I think I think that at the end of the day is gonna be the final move that uh, the Eagles are gonna have, and I hope he's the franchise quarterback because I'm a big fan of Jalen Hurts at the end of the day. Yeah. Finally. Uh, and also a quick thing. We literally drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round, like his second round pick that's high draft capital. You can't move on from that so quickly before even giving a full off season and a full chance. Also he's a likable guy. So give him the shot. Finally, Carson Wentz, what is his legacy in Philadelphia? I, I, I want to ask Rahul this question firstly, because I think he might be slightly different from me, but take it away Rahul. I think Carson's legacy will always be that he set us up for a Super Bowl win, our first Super Bowl win. I mean, he gave us the number one seed in the NFC. He put us in the playoffs, and nothing can take that away from him. So I'm thankful for Carson and what he's done, on the not just on the field, but in the locker room too. I think he's contributed to probably the best locker room to play for in the league. 
and that's part of the reason why we won that Super Bowl. Um, he was an amazing leader. He never gave up. You know, he got injured time and time again for us, um, and he's just been slandered for it on the media. Um, and most NFL QBs and coaches know how talented he is and capable he is. They know his grit and they know uh, what he, you know, his potential in the league. Um, but the media doesn't like to talk about, acknowledge that. But I think um, we have, we owe a tremendous debt to Carson for what he gave us in 2017 and 2018. And I think, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really thankful for him. I don't think we can ever forget what he did. Nothing he does in 2019 is going to change what he did in 2017 for us. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm with you. Uh, I think I think Carson Wentz's legacy. Sure, the at the end of the day, he led you guys to the only Super Bowl that you guys have. Yes, Nick Foles got the job done in the playoffs, but he set the benchmark at the end of the day. He he led the NFC. He led the team to being the number one team in the NFC, without a doubt. Nick Foles killed it. He carried on what Carson Wentz was going to do at the end of the day. That's what I truly believe. So, with or without Wentz, they would have won that Super Bowl. And uh, not going to take any credit away from Nick Foles, but that's how I truly feel with the uh, Carson Wentz legacy. He's he's a great guy, um, kept the spirit of the team together, and I think he'll always be remembered as as probably ha- he had the greatest season in uh, in Eagles quarterback history, and uh, he's going to be remembered as one of the greatest quarterbacks in Eagles history, and he may make the Eagles Hall of Fame one day. Yeah, for me, same thing as you guys said. He has that Super Bowl, you know. I mean, he's like Rahul said, he set us up for a Super Bowl. But at the end of the day, I think other than that, I think his legacy is going to be overall positive, but it's just going to be a big question mark too at the end of the day. Like what if, you know, Carson focused more on his mechanics? What if Howie Roseman focused more on building a team around uh, around Carson Wentz? What if Doug Peterson and, you know, and Carson had a better relationship? So like overall, it'll be a good legacy, I feel like. And right now we're in the thick of it. People are going to think it's negative. I think 10, 15 years from now, it'll be a positive legacy. And we're going to be looking back on this time fondly. But I think there's going to be a lot of question marks going into the future, especially depending on how the Eagles do uh, in the next couple of years. But anything you guys want to say before we uh, head out of here? Or Yeah, I was just going to say, it's going to remind us a lot of the McNabb situation what could have happened, what would have happened if McNabb got through that game. But I think Carson Wentz, um, we're going to, uh, like 10 years down the road, like you said, is going to be filled with regret, or at least sorry, not Carson Wentz, Eagles fans, filled with regret and um, agony of what we could have done to help Carson Wentz, seeing the potential we had. And I don't know if we're going to win the next successful quarterback, Eagles quarterback is going to be, that's just going to make him enshrine even more in Eagles history. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, in terms of the Eagles fans, yeah, it sucks. But uh, as a Colts fan, I, I just can't wait, man. Uh, <laughs> it's it's it's, it's going to be a happy days here. Uh, I expect a great season coming up this, uh, and, I, and I and I just simply can't wait. Now this is surpassed any type of off season. This is probably now uh, probably my favorite off season since Andrew Luck got drafted. So I'm very happy. I'm happy one of us is happy. Um, but yeah, that was it. Episode 57, Emergency Carson Wentz Getting Traded Pod. Uh, I think we hit on a lot of good stuff here. It's positive for, I think it's a win-win-win trade for all three parties involved. 
but that is it for me that is it from rahul and amal and thank you for listening peace out and bye